Hi guys, welcome back to the Clippers from Nebraska podcast, Six Guys Talking Edition, even though there's only three of us. Today we're going to be talking about senior year, getting started, episode one. Today I'm joined by Ethan and James, and today we're going to be giving you a little insight on the beginning of our senior years. Alright, starting with selecting a schedule. You have a lot of choices and a lot of freedom as a senior, especially since you have basically six and a half open periods with your only required classes being econ for one semester and then English 12, which is taught by Pollock. So, I mean, James, what do you think about those required classes? Uh, I'm not a really a big fan of econ, but it's definitely something you need to know about for when you get like out of high school, start going into college, trying to save money, buy a house. It's definitely stuff you need to know. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that'll help you in the future just because... It's not something that you just learn on your own. It's something that really has to be taught to you. But other than that, going into English, it's really not that hard of a class. You really just have to pay attention, listen to Pollock, which is, can be very unbearable sometimes. But you'll get through it eventually. It's not the end of the world. But if you pay attention, you make it through, it'll all be fine in the end. But now going into selecting your electives and stuff like that, and college classes as a senior, those are a big part of your schedule, and I know that from my experience, and I mean, James, I'm guessing you can stand to that, too. Oh, yeah. College classes, important thing. I'm taking three different college classes, Brett. How are you taking? I'm taking two. Two? But one of mine is super, like, it's a lot of stuff, so. Yeah, I would, I don't know. I would recommend taking college classes. A lot of times they're easier to take in high school than if you would take them during college, and they're definitely a lot cheaper. Yeah. Because I know the tuition for the classes is completely covered. All you have to do is pay for the books. And most of the time, those are offered online. Or there are some students have bought in books in the past. And Frank will have access to those if they gave them back to her. Or sometimes, like, they'll still have the books. So you can talk to the seniors this year if you're planning on taking the same class as them next year. They'll, if they're willing, they'll be able to sell you those books or even give them to you. And I know I did that last year for one of my criminal justice classes. A big thing with selecting your schedule, they'll have sheets of different classes that you can take in the library and you can look over there. And I know today that we just got sheets that show like the different electives at SCC that transfer over to UNL. So if you are planning on doing like an academic transfer, which is like what I'm doing. So I'm all the gen eds that they offer at SCC to go to UNL to knock out all of my general education requirements. I'm taking those online, dual credit, and so that way I don't have to pay for those in college. I mean, I'm guessing that's a really big thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking Bio 2, which you do have to pay for Bio 2 regardless, but yeah. it's like 100, 100 bucks. That's still way cheaper. Taking it in college, thousand, thousands, the books, and... Oh, check the classes. Check for the classes you're taking if they'll transfer over. Yeah. For your program, if they're not going to transfer over for you, as a gen ed, you're kind of wasting your time a little bit. Yeah. You could spend that taking a different class that will transfer over. Yeah, and then um, once a week there is a guy from SEC, Mr. Sagovich, and he is super helpful. I talk to him 
every time that he's here and he always has the most brilliant insight on whatever my problem is and it really helps to make going into college a lot easier so just make sure that if you do have any questions don't be afraid to talk to him but I feel like that's basically it for selecting your schedule. I guess going into the next topic is using all of your college visit times even not even necessarily to travel. I mean you can testament to this right James? Yeah visit local colleges anything. Yeah I mean I've visited um, SCC in Milford, Beatrice, Lincoln, UNL, and UNK. And, I mean, just doing those college visits, seeing the different types of programs that they have to offer, and being able to see, like, the environment and the campus and everything like that, that's a really big thing with college visits, especially when looking into your future, because you don't want to go to a school that's not going to have like your best interest in mind or that you're not going to want to be there. You want to be in an environment where you feel safe and you feel happy and you feel like you're actually getting something out of the experience. I mean, did you feel like that on any of your college yeah, games? Yeah, I've taken visits to UNL, uh, SEC Milford. I'm going to take one to Wayne State this weekend and then a couple of weeks I'm going to go up to South Dakota, do what at South Dakota School of Mines and... Those are important, useful things to have because you can see like what life at that campus would be like and if that's something you want to go do because college is expensive. So if you don't like the college, don't wait, don't spend your money, don't go there. Exactly. You're not going to get that back. But, and like speaking of like when you're on the college tours, the people that are leading the tours, like, or like the tour guides or whatever, those guys or girls they have an immense knowledge of what it's like on that campus because that's their life. That's what they do. They're in it, immersed in it 24-7. So, like, I know on my college visits, I do not shy away from asking way too many questions. I mean, obviously, there's, like, the stupid questions, like, what's the party life like at the school? Like, don't say that. Ask, like, if you have a real question, please make sure that you are asking it on your college visit. I mean, I'm guessing you've asked tons of questions. Oh yeah, also question. Uh, what's the class? What's the like schedule like? What's the campus like? Yeah. Um. One of the big questions that I have is like, what's fun stuff to do around the campus when you have like downtime in between classes? Because in college, it's not like you're in. It's not like high school. You're not in a building for eight hours a day. You have one class for thirty minutes to like an hour and a half like and you have like three classes a day and there's some days where you might not even have class so if there's nothing to do I mean that just kind of takes away from the whole college experience I mean going into another side of the college visits we all kind of talked about this beforehand and we were just kind of trying to figure out like what's the appropriate amount of college visits to do in a day and we all kind of came on like decided to do like one a day it gives you the right amount of time to like almost decrypt all the information because when you go on these college visits you're taking in an immense amount of knowledge there's no shortage of things and it can really I know from personal experience that going on these college visits and looking for these types of things it can get really overwhelming because there's just so much new information I mean, did you feel like that on any it's, of your It's business? a lot of information. 
Yeah, it yeah. definitely is. You go, you're going all over the campus. They're just spitting knowledge at you, and it takes exactly. It's tiring out trying to remember all that and put it all in the place. Yeah, and so that's why we kind of decided on one a day because if you do. Like, say, even two college visits in a day, if you're overwhelmed after one, how the heck are you going to remember anything from the second visit? I mean, going off of the college visits and, like, the schedule and everything, we're going to jump more into, like, the scholarship side and, like, what you should do to prepare for scholarships your first, like, the first quarter of your senior year because I know Frank does a great job of posting different scholarships on classroom she'll email them out to you and she has a bunch of local ones throughout malcolm and lincoln and a big thing with college is if you can find somebody to pay for your college let them pay for your college if you need any help with that just ask lou he will tell you let other people pay for your college but then the first quarter i mean what did you do for scholarships james oh i've probably filled out five ten Five ten. A lot of writing. Yeah, I've Mrs. Osborne in the library, and she's been, she's been really helpful with scholarships. But her advice, first quarter, at least to me and some other people that I take one of my college classes with, she said that the first quarter, just use your time and try and scout out like the different ones because, obviously, there's going to be a lot of competitions for like those big ones. Like I know she sent out one this year which was like a multi-thousand dollar scholarship through Coca-Cola. And obviously, yeah, that'd be great. But there, you got to think, there's a lot of people applying for those scholarships. So her advice to me was look for those smaller scholarships, like the ones that don't pay as much money, but there's also not going to be nearly as many people applying for those. So if you can find those smaller scholarships, it'll really help you to be able to secure a decent amount of money because like even if it is a $250 scholarship which like when you think about it isn't a lot of money for a scholarship but if you can get 10 to 15 of those $250 scholarships that's a lot of money so I mean have you focused on the bigger scholarships or the smaller scholarships or a little bit both more of the smaller scholarships or the bigger ones because a lot, a lot of the bigger ones, they're like nationwide yeah, exactly. scholarships, and you're going to have thousands and thousands and thousands of entries on those. Exactly. And, you know, there's only one winner, or yeah. some of them a couple. Yeah, exactly. But another tip that I got was categorizing your scholarships. So, like, using, like, a Google spreadsheet to, like, kind of space out the different ones so, like, you can put the bigger scholarships like that are worth more money have more applicants towards the top and you can like put the date that they need to be turned in by and like the application process to get that so that way you know what you have to do and then the date that it has to be turned in by so that way you can kind of stay on top of those scholarships to make sure you're not missing out on any of those kind of moving away from scholarships now we're gonna talk about applying to schools we talked about scholarship or not scholarship but applying to schools and we said that if you know where you want to go there is no harm in applying early because if you can apply early and they give you that letter back that'll give you more time like if you do get accepted great you're on your track you're good to go but if you do like if you 
apply to a bigger school that may not accept as many students, you can, if they do reject you, you have time to work on that plan B or that plan C to make sure that you get into the college that you want to go to and that you're set up on the correct path for your future. I mean, James, have you done any applying to schools? Yeah, I've applied to a couple. I mean, I I know where I want to go. I'm planning on going to SEC and doing an academic transfer to UNL. This, I don't know what I want to study yet. But just doing that, just if you know where you want to go, there's no harm. Just do it. But if you don't know, don't stress about it first quarter. You have plenty of time to figure it out. And Mrs. Frank is always there to help you. And she will make sure that you are keeping on track of your college stuff. And she's a really big help with that. But next, we're going to be talking about Mrs. Frank's availability. So first semester and first quarter more in particular, the earlier you can get to where your senior year, do it. Because I know that my junior year, and I'm guessing the same for you too, it was super stressful going into senior year because they put a lot of pressure on you for college and trying to figure out like where, like what you're doing, where you want to go, and all, all of the above in that category. So getting towards the end of the year, I know that seniors are like piling in to meet with Mrs. Frank so that way they can help, she can help them with college classes, anything like that. But if you can meet with her first semester and get everything set up for second semester, so that way you don't have to constantly wait to find her. Yeah, exactly. Just finding her can be hard. Oh yeah, exactly. But just if you can, the sooner the better. But and then the bigger, the biggest thing, and I know James and Ethan can attest to this too. Don't overstress senior year. I mean, it's already stressful enough thinking about college, but just kind of go with the flow. Everything will work it out as long as you're staying on top of your stuff and you know what you have to do and you don't like push it off until the last minute. Everything will be fine and you'll make it through kind of like Polk's class. Just got to sail on through. Exactly. But without that, I mean, I guess that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Clippers from Nebraska Six Guys Talking Podcast. Senior year, getting started, episode one.